Welcome to the Payments Journal Podcast, and here is your host, Ryan Mack. Welcome to the Payments Journal Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Mack. Now, on March 18th of 2022, the same-day ACH limit will, or depending upon when you're listening to this, has increased to $1 million per transaction. Now, that is a tenfold increase from the current $100,000 per transaction limit. Since its introduction in 2016, same-day ACH has continued to grow in popularity. Now, in 2021, there was nearly 604 million same-day ACH transactions. Now, that is a 74% increase from 2020. And the value of those transactions also doubled from 2020 to 2021 to almost 950 billion. Now, the increase to 1 million will enable even more businesses from a wide spectrum of industries, such as government entities and consumers, to utilize the benefits from the ACH network while ensuring that their payments continue to be safe and secure. So to dive deeper into these numbers and what they mean, I'm going to be talking with Mike Hurd, who is the Senior Vice President of the ACH Network Administration at NACHA, and Sarah Grotta, who is the Director of the Debit and Alternative Products Advisory Service at Mercator Advisor Group. So there's certainly a lot of data and insight to pack on this episode, so without any further delays, let's start the show. So Mike and Sarah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here on today's episode where we're really going to be taking a look at same day ACH. And now, Mike, I want to start off today's conversation with you because on March 18th of 2022, the same day ACH limit is going to be increased to $1 million per transaction, which is a tenfold increase from the current $100,000 per transaction limit. So from your perspective at NACHA, then what does this mean for the financial services community? Well, Ryan, I think in a word, it means opportunity. It's more opportunity (laughs) for banks and businesses and other agencies to use or to offer same-day ACH. At NACHA, we foresee that there will be same-day ACH opportunities here, particularly in B2B business-to-business payments for things like vendor or supplier payments, for cash concentration, tax payments, payroll funding, things like that. And we also see opportunities for other types of uses like insurance claims, uh, where they're dispersing large sums out for claim settlement or just for other types of account-to-account transfers. We know that the last time there was a dollar limit increase, um, about two years ago now, when it, uh, same-day limits increased to their current level of $100,000 per payment, that generated lo- larger dollar flows using same-day ACH almost immediately. So obviously, I think we're Going to be watching that closely as that goes into effect, but that's that's our anticipation. Yeah, that's that's interesting, and I, you know, I think from my perspective, to me, the the increase in the same day ACH uh, limit kind of says three things. First, I think is that the market is really finding utility in moving funds through the ACH network within a day. And you know, as you talk about, Michael, the you know the expanding set of of use cases where this is being used, I think is just evidence of that. And I think, too, it also says that there's also confidence that the network and and the financial institutions that are a part of that network can successfully manage the fraud, right? So we wouldn't be taking this step of of raising the limit if we didn't think that we could could manage it. And so, you know, allowing higher value transactions can be contained and and managed. And, And I also think, too, 
and this is certainly something that we're seeing in our research, is just the growing expectation that money should move more quickly. You know, we see that where one faster payment in one particular use case is leading to a similar expectation in other use cases. You know, Sarah, it's it's interesting, and I appreciate your comments about, you know, managing the the, the flows and the time periods. You know, so I know last year we talked to you about uh, it had been five years since same day ACH went live. And, you know, th this kind of capability has been adjusted incrementally over time. You know, we started at a fairly low uh, value at $25,000 per, per same day payment, you know, kind of on the basis is we need to see what happens and we need to see how it's used and we, we need to see what the, the flows are and at what time of the day. And as the industry becomes accustomed to that and adapts their, you know, internal routines and procedures to that, you know, they, they become more comfortable with how that happens in a, in a, in a, in a same day basis. And, you know, they become ready to take the next step. It, it, it's easier to take the next step up to something like this, a million, when you've had, you know, two years to um, acclimate to prior dollar limit. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I certainly have to agree. And, you know, Mike, I've, I've certainly said time and time again, I think that that approach is an, an extremely important and smart way to, to tackle this and to build up that trust amongst organizations that are using same-day ACH. But, I mean, now kind of where you had talked a bit about how you had seen the increase from the previous transaction limit up to the $100,000 transaction limit, you know, we've certainly also seen a lot of growth within our same-day ACH growth in 2021. Maybe you can kind of dive into a little bit more of the detail around that growth, kind of taking a look at, you know, dollar volume increases uh, and things of that nature. Sure, Ryan. Yeah. So just looking at, you know, the, the results for the last calendar year of 2021 pretty amazing numbers from the spec perspective of year-over-year -year growth. And, you know, if you think about what a, what a growth curve looks like, and everyone always wants to have the proverbial hockey stick inflection point, we, we kind of had that last year with same-day ACH, where payment volume increased by 75% year-over-year, and the dollars flowing through the same-day ACH windows more than doubled, 105% increase. So I think, you know, the combination of both the, the prior dollar limit increase that we talked about already, the expansion of the availability of hours for same-day ACH, which is also another recent enhancement, and I think also just more of the general economic you know, conditions out in the, in the country, you know, you know, moving payments more towards electronic payments and faster payments are just really igniting adoption uh, of same-day ACH. Just kind of drilling down a level, I want to call out two specific growth areas uh, in 2021. And the first is consumer debits, particularly those that are initiated on the internet. So paying bills, account to account transfers, the way a lot of fintech apps use ACH, you know, through the linkage of bank accounts. A lot of that type of activity happened through same day ACH and as a category increased by 127% year over year. And then the second area is business to business payments. I think we're going to be talking a lot about B2B today, but in the same day arena, business to business volume using same day ACH increased more than doubled 104% with the dollars slowing 142% growth year over year. And, you know, those kinds of growth areas are a bit of a shift from prior years growth areas where it was more oriented around consumer disbursements, including payroll. Now we're seeing, you know, other types of use cases really igniting adoption. 
Yeah, Mike, I, I certainly have to agree on, on the, the B2B comment there. I mean, certainly all the data and everything is absolutely extremely impressive, you know, as you're kind of calling out the, the proverbial hockey stick growth there. And I certainly think it's it's going to be interesting to watch those B2B numbers, especially as we reach March 18th here uh, and see that transaction limit also increase as well, too. And uh, of course, then you would expect to see a lot more businesses to take advantage of that mm-hmm. and you would continue to see that growth. But I kind of want to pull the lens back a little bit on this conversation here. And perhaps, Mike, you can kind of give our audience a little bit of a higher view perspective of what the state of the ACH network is. Actually, I'd love to do that, Ryan, because you know I think from our perspective, we see that the ACH is really kind of in record-setting territory at the moment. You know, our, our increases in, in payment volume and dollar volumes kind of you know blew it out to <laughs> in 2021. And, you know, I think there's a lot of use cases for ACH that I think not only just make logical sense, but again, if you just think about the two years of the pandemic that we've been through and the kind of changes that have, you know, writ large in our economy and behaviors, it's really been driving payments to be remote and to be electronic. And I think those kind of stand out for how the ACH network, you know, serves the economy and the country. And uh, just by the numbers, uh, volume growth was up almost 9% to over 29 billion payments. And the dollars moving increased by almost 11 trillion. Yes, that's with a T, 11 trillion in year over year increase. And that's over a 17% gain. And that's just kind of a, a historic number for the ACH network. So, you know, just kind of looking at some of the standout areas, again, similar to the same day volumes, it's the payments that consumers are making online. And I think that kind of is aligned with sort of the, the discussion of the, the broader economic conditions that I mentioned. But, you know, using online abilities to initiate payments has become more important uh, than ever over the last couple of years. And we've seen that in the growth of ACH web payments. B2B is the next area. And, you know, I think we've we've talked before about B2B and certainly, you know, even Nacha situated as a, a small business you know, this era of the pandemic is really one where we've been able to make all of our supplier and vendor payments 100% by ACH, where prior to the pandemic, we still had some some holdouts, you know, that still preferred to receive a check. And, um, you know, it was, you know, the current conditions where no one's in the office to receive the check or the reliability of the mail delivery services is has gotten worse. That really just even better improves the use case for, for an electronic payment and ACH credit. And then I think we have to recognize the, um, the the government assistance that happened throughout the course of 2021. There was a third round of stimulus payments early in the year in March. And then throughout the second half of the year, the IRS was issuing child tax credit payments to, to millions of families on a recurring basis from, from July through December. And of course, recurring payments are a, um, an absolute sweet spot for, for the use of ACH direct deposit. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm just listening to some of these statistics, particularly around the B2B channel that you've just mm-hmm. given us, both for same day ACH as as well as standard ACH, and that's that's really actually pretty stunning when when you think about those those volumes, and it has got to be, I imagine, at the expense of of checks. 
which suggests to me that there's actually even even more opportunity. I think we still have some some ways to go in that space. I think you know we're we're seeing that you know somewhere close to forty percent of business to business transactions are still done via check. So I, I think there's there's more to be had there, but that is clearly changing quickly. I'm also wondering too if kind of what the, the some of the government entities have experienced recently with their increased use of ACH won't also continue to spur a little bit of a, a hockey stick in that particular channel. Yeah. yeah, I mean a couple a couple thoughts about your comments, Sarah. One is that you know in the B2B arena, I think as as new data or new studies are done about B2B payments in general, I think we're going to see some pretty significant declines represented by B2B check payments. Other data that's available from the Federal Reserve in particular shows a pretty sharp drop off in check usage uh, in the last two years. From the ACH network perspective, although these aren't B2B payments, where our check, our data on ACH check conversion payments, so these are payments that start off as a check but are converted to ACH you know, that volume is down by over a third in the last two years. So a pretty significant drop off in payments, ACH payments initiated by check, even as our, the rest of our volume grows very, very robustly. Uh, in fact, that check conversion volume is now less than 3% of the total of ACH payment volume for 2021. So with respect to the government payments, I mean, that kind of assistance really kind of ripples through through the economy. So, you know, families and individuals receiving tax refunds or economic impact payments or child tax credit payments, they're able to use that money to spend or to pay bills or to conduct other activity that that shows up in, you know, not only in GDP, but in, in payment system activity. The same with assistance provided to the states or to healthcare facilities or to colleges and universities or, you know, the, the PPP program for small businesses enabling um, them to keep employees on the payroll. It's, you know, I think the, the purpose is for ongoing economic activity, but again, it, it kind of has a ripple effect in how it, that's seen throughout the payment system uh, and with payment system volumes. And I, I want to go back to the uh, B2B and, and I think your earlier commentary about faster payments, because even a standard ACH is a faster payment when you compare it to a check. So true. And certainly, again, I'll just call out, you know, over the last two years, you know, when we've, you know, pushed out the workforces to be remote and uh, perhaps, you know, mail rooms and lockboxes don't have the staffing or the, the delivery reliability is not as good as it was before. That has an effect of making, you know, check payments even slower. So, as a, you know, just a thought about faster payments, you know, I just repeat that, uh, you know, a, a next day ACH is still a lot faster than a, than a check and, you know, going along with all the other benefits of making that switch. No, I, I, I certainly do find that aspect certainly very interesting. And I think, Mike, I think it was very, very important to call that out, you know, particularly as it relates to to business to business payments and a lot of kind of this, you know, digitization or the um, acceleration of digitization that we're seeing a lot of organizations go through and as they're kind of taking a look at their B2B payments infrastructure. But now I kind of do want to take a look through the looking glass here just a little bit. And, and I think one of the interesting questions that, that I always ask you when you on this episode is really what's next for the ACH network because you know every time we have you on it's kind of hey we're talking about record growth and in all the fantastic success so what what is next for the ACH network well it's always a good question that makes me um, 
think hard, but a couple of things come to mind. One thing we're interested in is expanding the ACH network's availability and settlement capabilities into additional days and times. For example, um, to shorten the time over a weekend or a holiday weekend when ACH payments currently cannot be settled. You know, previously, NACHA has commented in letters to the Fed about, you know, payment system improvement. Generally, that expansion of the Fed's interbank settlement service would be a benefit to, to banks and customers by enabling ACH to make funds available during times when the Fed is currently closed. So that's one area. Another opportunity, I think, is to just lock in the gains that we've made in the last couple of years with, especially with B2B and government payments. I think one thing, you know, I hear people wonder about is, you know, if we if we return to or I should say as we are returning to a state of more normalcy, you know, is there going to be some backsliding with payments to go back to paper uh, where where businesses or consumers have made the switch or where governments have made the switch. And so far, it appears that that type of backsliding is not happening. Um, I think the IRS is reporting pretty record volumes or percentages of tax refunds being made by direct deposit so far this this tax season. And I think similar to kind of some of the other use cases we already talked about, I think you could see the the, the huge benefit, not just for the IRS, but also for uh, recipients of getting those tax refunds or other IRS issued payments by direct deposit rather than by check. And so I think that kind of conversion looks like it is sticking, which is, I think, a good sign. And then I think just the last area I'd, I'd call out is to expand ACH adoption into some of the new business models in the digital economy that actually look very similar to recurring bill payments, which was, was kind of one of the original purposes uh, of the ACH network and is currently a core ACH capability. So things like repeat or monthly recurring donations or recurring billing for subscription-based services, which is, you know, I think I think the, the digital economy has kind of resurrected the subscription model. You know, subscriptions aren't new. A lot of people probably don't get newspapers and magazines delivered to their door anymore. But, you know, those are some original subscription-type uh, ACH use payments from decades ago. But, you know, there's a lot of similarities in the digital economy to subscription-based services, which, you know, really from a payments perspective, still look a lot like, you know, a utility bill and, and a, a utility payment. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for, for ACH to expand for, for the payments for those types of services. You know, one other thing that just sort of came to, to my mind around sort of, you know, future opportunities is to the extent that the U.S. is, you know, coming to grips with open banking. Mm -hmm. um, right. So there's there's the the shared information, particularly with consumers, but also with, I think, small businesses. You know, that could also be an instigation, I think, to to utilize the ACH network more for more transactions. So, you know, it, let's say an, an organization can receive the consumer's account credentials and have, you know, a, a better sense that those credentials for the checking account are, in fact, accurate and, and up to date. You know, that only helps to feed, you know, into the opportunity to then utilize the ACH network to, to send, you know, transactions. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, some of the use cases that you brought up around subscriptions or, or even an area that I've been following lately is, is the use of ACH to make payments for things like buy now, pay later solutions. Sure. 
Yeah, I think I think that's right, Sarah. I think you know the the you know as open banking spreads, you know the ACH is you know at its core an account to an account payment system, and you know to the extent that enables the the linking of the ability to access accounts, and even without having to share account information, you know I think makes for a better process or user experience, if you will, for initiating account to account transfers. Yeah, and Mike, I mean, to me, one of the comments that that you had mentioned that that was really kind of interesting to me was a little bit of, you know, the thought of kind of the backsliding and going back to certainly paper. And and I think in my mind, I, I would kind of, you know, have that in the back of my mind if it wasn't something that, you know, the pandemic had kind of gone on for as long as it was. I think a lot of consumer behavior and business behaviors have just kind of been ingrained now so much of that, okay, yes, we're kind of this digital acceleration on both the business and the consumer front side of things. So, I mean, I certainly think think your comment there is spot on that. Uh, I think initially it was kind of a, a cause of a, okay, let's pause and kind of a, okay, how how stable do we think this growth is going to be just looking as we kind of get back to it. But I, but I think it's pretty much an ingrained behavior at this point. Right. Uh, but I certainly think, you know, all, all those growth areas that both you and Sarah brought up are certainly very fantastic and something we'll certainly keep an eye out on. But with that being said, Mike, Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time today for speaking to me about Same Day ACH and Nacha. And I hope to have you both back on the podcast real soon. Thank you so much, Ryan. Yep, thanks, Ryan.